Welcome to TBT, a movie podcast where we relive our childhoods through movies. I'm Olivia. And I'm Miranda. And today we're going to be talking to you all about Holiday in the Sun from 2001, which rhymes, which is cool. Holiday in the Sun from 2001. Ha 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 ha. It does. Ha 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 ha. I don't lie. Obviously, uh, it rhymes, that's, but. That's like the only good thing about this movie. <laughs> I will say, though, definitely laughed more during this movie than during Heavyweights. Definitely laughed there's, more. There's during... no way. There's no way. There was nothing funny about this movie. <laughs> I felt like I watched an hour and 30 minute timeshare video. Like, I was like, Absolutely. okay, cool. Like, this First is... of all, you did. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> but also, like, it's, it's it was just genuinely, like, funny to me that it's it's just that bad. It was so bad it, it was it was <laughs> so bad uh every time i get forced into watching one of these fucking mary kate nashley movies like i would rather watch a movie where they're like children so like they're not like little i don't i'm finding that like i really don't like them like when they're like the stars of of the movie you know like i don't mind like the it takes two and like those because there's a lot of like support for them you know like they're just little kids and they're the main characters but there's a lot of support they like oh my god they wedged in the support so hard I was just like why do we keep seeing their parents like I don't care and it was like I'm like okay this is part of the like timeshare marketing thing because every time they showed the parents by themselves they were doing something like like oh parents can have fun in Atlantis too and I'm just like Jesus fucking Christ oh my god the bana- yeah the whole time I'm just like anytime they show anybody that's not the whole fucking thing was just a marketing thing I'm like Atlantis must have paid out the ass for this how much this costs the Atlantis resort but it cost us an hour and 27 minutes of our life that I will so never get back that's the runtime that I will never get you, back you'll never I will, I've watched this movie multiple times I love it it's, Wait, it's genuinely how, enjoyable multiple times, to me like, <laughs> since last week no 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 oh. that would be a lot but no um who who directed this movie so the director of this movie was Steve Purcell. He's known um, for doing the soundtrack for the 2015 movie The Dressmaker. He's also known for editing the 1997 Alanis Morissette Jagged Little Pill live. Um, I guess like DVD. Um, so it's like a, a live a concert, a live concert kind of thing. Um, the Horseman Cometh and uh, from... 2009 to 2010 he directed and one day in Auschwitz uh, he was the editor in 2015 and that was a documentary I looked more in depth into that Auschwitz before I don't know I feel like this name sounds super familiar and I was like looking at it because I'm like Steve Purcell that sounds so familiar but I couldn't really find anything else that he did um maybe Mm -hmm. he was like had something to do with the other uh with the uh what was it the um, the other Mary Kate Nashley movie. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Like, funny, that, also, like, I, I was just, like, Steve Purcell sounds super familiar. Um, well, because like, when I saw it, I was like, that's so weird. Like, he has such a weird set of, like, his, like, repertoire is very strange. Like, Alanis Morissette, like, uh, you know, and then he has soundtrack work, and then he has, like, One Day in Auschwitz. He's definitely more of an editor than anything else. 
um, it's terrible, but when I was looking at it, I'm like, it's edited like a music video, which, like, like a 90s music video. So, like, I'm like, okay. No, I didn't, I didn't notice it nearly as much in that movie. Um, yeah, this is like a music video slash commercial, but oh it's my, an hour and 27 minutes Oh my god, long. yeah, like a terrible infomercial. Um, but Steve Purcell has, shockingly, also won a daytime Emmy and a Grammy. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't, obviously it wasn't hard to do in 2001. First I was finding so Mary much Kate more information Olsen. on Mary Kate, so I just like kept writing it down. And I'm like, oh yeah, so there's really nothing interesting about Ashley. Sorry. <laughs> That's it's so interesting because I really don't think of them as different people, but apparently they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't know. I mean, that so Mary Kate's known for is. Are. It takes two from 1995, Beastly from 2011, interesting, um, The Wackness from 2008, and New York Minute from 2004. Yeah. Hello? Um, yeah, but I think it's the weirdest <laughs> thing is that, like, we'll see in just a second, but, like, Mary Kate and Ashley's known fours are different on IMDb. Like, that's weird. I know, I also thought that was really interesting. Um, I didn't know they, like, did work separately, but it seems like Mary Kay kind of kept up with acting a little bit farther beyond Ashley. Um, when I was, they both stopped acting around, like, 2012, 2013, but Ashley, like, tapered off a lot, um, to, like, more, like, music video, random stuff like that, music video, like, appearances and stuff, versus, like, Ashley, or Mary Kate was, like, actually acting. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, the row and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, um, so Nickelodeon acquired the rights to the Olsen Twins video library in 2015, and it truly is a video library because most, most of it was on VHS. Yes, exactly. Um, I feel like there was just, like, um, banker's boxes that were sent over of just, like, stacks of VHS tapes. Like, they were just like, here you go. Like, here's our VHS library. <laughs> go crazy. <laughs> Um, do you want to talk about Heath, Le- Heath Ledger? Sure. Um, so I actually was watching um, a Heath Ledger, like a documentary thing about like how, when he died and they mentioned this on there. And then I saw it again when I was doing uh, research on Mary Kate. So I thought it was important to fill in that um, Mary Kate was a close friend of the late Heath Ledger. After his masseuse discovered Ledger unconscious in his bed in January of 2008, she called Olsen twice before contacting the police. Mary Kate sent her private security guard. Yeah, it was really weird. I guess she was like one of the last names on his um, like recent call list. Um, But Olsen sent her private security guard. Yeah, no. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think like um, on the documentary thing that I watched, it said that she the uh, masseuse like went through, like grabbed his phone and was like looking at his recent calls. Um. Exactly. That's what I was totally thinking. It was like, oh, yeah, I'm sure she, why she didn't call, like, mom or dad or whoever, like, family member. She's like, oh, I recognize Mary Kate Olsen. I'm going to give her a call. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Um, but once 
So Mary-Kate, when she got this call, she sent over her private security guard, and she actually told the masseuse not to call the police um, until, like, her security guard got there. And once the security guard got there, they tried to revive him for, like, an hour, and they couldn't, so then they called the police. Um, she so Mary That is Kate, so suspicious. Yeah, it was really weird. Um, she then refused to speak to federal investigators without the promise of immunity, and um, then... What the heck? Why? I basically in the in the press release that her lawyer eventually put out it was like we've turned over all the information that we have to the police and we want to make it very clear that um Mary Kate had nothing to do and has no idea of how he acquired the drugs that he died from so basically I think she was worried that by them calling her they were going to try to like frame her as like selling these drugs to him or giving them to him yeah, so, like, it makes sense, but, like, it just seems, like, so sketchy. Yeah, it, it does seem very, very sketchy. Yeah, it's it's a weird story. It's a sketchy story, but if you, I guess, like, if I'm looking at it from my perspective, I would probably do 100% the same thing. Like, she did the right thing by, like, I'm lawyering, lawyering up. I'm not going to speak to the police because, like, I'm not getting framed for this shit. And, I mean, I guess this makes sense because their uncle was the ambassador to France, so there's, like, a connection there. And that's a Passport to Paris deep cut. No. Absolutely not. Okay. I think I need at least, like, six months between these uh, Mary-Kate and Ashley I will put it on the Google calendar. Okay. I, I promise if you put it on for six months out, I will totally do it. Okay. Great. kind of shook that they never went with Miranda like it's sad it's a disappointment of my life I feel like their names in these movies are so arbitrary there I... oh they were Taylor and Kylie just kidding <laughs> yeah M and M and A names I feel like the fact that their names start with the same letter in this movie it just like goes to show how fucking lazy everything about this movie was <laughs> like like it was yeah no they so just lazy. wanted a vacation they wanted a free oh, yeah, vacation. Sure. I, with, like, the writing and everything, I feel like, um, I feel like it, you said something about how you could tell with uh, Heavyweights that it was, like, there, it was, like, Judd Apatow and everybody's first film. I feel like mm-hmm. this was something that, like, high school, maybe college kids were, like, oh, this is our assignment. We have to, or, like, maybe, like, Celebrity Apprentice or something like that. They're like, your assignment is to oh my god, totally make a make some kind of like uh, promotional video for Atlantis and like here go, but it has to have a plot to it. So like this is what they did. Like this is what this movie is. Thank you, because I'm thinking like of the Apprentice where um, the guy who's from American Ninja Warrior like does the they have to do the promo video for Holly. Yeah, my, and Matt Eisman does the promo video for um, the Harry Potter. Harry Potter world for um, uh, for 
uh, whatever, Universal Studios Hollywood. Like, yeah. that's when I, I feel like this is that, except for they're like, oh, wait, plot twist. It has to have a plot. Like, so this is what they did. Because, no joke, there was no plot development in this movie until an hour, at least. At least and they an kind hour of, it was it. really funny because they kind of hint at it. Like, we'll get there when we talk about the plot, but like, they kind of hint at the plot. They're like, oh, there's this random white haired dude, and like, he has these but weird boxes. It's so funny. And then nothing happens they're... until the end. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and there's, like, so many, pl- there's so many plot holes. It's just, it is mind Like, this is, like, I feel like high schoolers, maybe college kids. Like, maybe college kids are, like, adults who have no fucking clue what they're doing. And they, no, like, they were 15. Really cre- no, I mean, but, like, this, like, the making of this movie was, like, oh, okay, okay, let's okay. put, like like high school kids are making this movie and they're like here parents you be a part of this movie too like it's so they needed to get all the interns out of the way like i it, i am honestly shocked that um steve purcell has won both a grammy and a daytime emmy like it it, it he's halfway to what he like, got yeah it's like it makes me feel like anything is possible <laughs> yeah miracles happen this restores this restores my faith in like believe. yeah for sure like this makes me walking away from this if i've learned anything it's i could probably win a nobel peace prize or nobel prize maybe not nobel peace prize but like i could win a nobel prize because (laughs) you're not very peaceful (laughs) uh, yeah no um but like if i if i had to give like a speech for winning a nobel prize in like science or something i would be like i would like to thank steve purcell specifically in his direction of the movie holiday in the sun because now he like reinvigorated no, no, I'd be like he, or I feel like batteries. Purcell sounds like some kind of battery, like Duracell is what I think of. Yeah, and I was thinking, yeah, same same vibe though. Yeah, I'd be like, thank you, Steve Purcell, for. Powered hand sanitizer. Oh my god. <laughs> it's not, this is not the first. There's definitely automatic ones. Anyway, so also in this movie is Ashley Olsen, who plays Alex. Um, her known oh force, different from her sister, uh, Mary Kate, are Full House from 1987 to 1995. It Takes Two, 1995, New York Minute, 2004, Double Double Toil and Trouble, 1993. No, we will not be covering that for Halloween. I am putting my foot down. I've definitely heard of it. It's when they're really little. Um, it's like okay. one of the like it takes two kind of movies. Um, so the oh, only can we really, cover the pizza one. Um, that one's like a thirty minute one of those like because th- I had that one on VHS. Perfect. So let's do it. Um, no. <laughs> the pizza song. <laughs> um, maybe you can just sing that song at the end of this podcast. Pizza, so tune, pizza. In, tune in, everybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> tune in for <laughs> karaoke with Miranda. Um, easy a. It's a trailer. There you go. Uh, So, (laughs) the only interesting fact about Ashley that I could find that was really different from Mary-Kate that we didn't cover in, um, what was it? What was it? (laughs) What was that stupid movie that we did? Uh, Getting There. Getting There. Yeah, I keep forgetting. Uh, From Getting There is that Ashley is an inch taller than Mary-Kate. She's 5'3". Mary-Kate is 5'2". Because they're fraternal twins. On that note, like them being fraternal twins I feel like some people can definitely tell them apart I am not one of those people at all like I they look exactly the same to me I will never know which is which and like they could have completely like different colored hair or like anything and I would never know who well and I feel like anytime I've like and even when I was younger I'm like okay well these are like the the things that like are different between them like, then they switch it, you know? Like, one will have darker hair, one will have lighter hair, or whatever. And then, like, yes. 
they switch or like one will have shorter hair one will have longer hair and then the next movie that came out it was totally the opposite so it's like I I don't I don't know and I'm sure that was like part of when they were younger at least like pre-18 that was part of like whoever was doing their like branding and stuff to be like we want them to be seen as one entity so like let's not we don't want people to tell them apart we want them to be like seen as one thing because it kind of like I think it makes them more um it adds yeah like it adds to their brand like it makes them we don't want them separate we want them together they make more together than they do apart kind of thing um but yeah so who else is in this movie so ashley plays alex that's like the name of her character you'll remember like ashley starts with a madison starts with m for mary kate anyway um, I just so remember by this- the only way I could tell them apart in the movie was like who what guy they were hanging out with. That helps a lot. Yeah, that was very nice. But I felt like they had exactly the same personality. Anyway, we'll get there. Oh yeah, completely. Um, <laughs> so also in this movie is Austin Nichols who plays Griffin Grayson. He's like the nerdy like son of their parents' friends, um, and his known fours are The Day After. Tomorrow from 2004, Glory Road from 2006, The Walking Dead from 2015 to 2016, and John from Cincinnati from 2007. So, like, clearly he's doing okay. Oh, yeah. He's, like, definitely still acting. Which is shocking for a dude in one of these movies. Yeah. Usually they pull him out of nowhere, but um, I think the the thing that was good with him was that, I mean, and he graduated from University of South Carolina in 2002 with a degree in creative writing, so he didn't really actually even get into, like, he wasn't a child in this movie. He was, I think, 21 or 22, so he got Well, this his movie st- came out in 2001, so he was, like, in college, I guess, Yeah, maybe? he was in college, but he, like, started acting, like, in college. Like, he didn't start acting, like, as a child. He definitely started later, so okay. he, like, didn't he was, like, getting his start with this movie versus, like, a lot of people, I think, like, the other people in this movie, maybe, you know, this was... Getting their end. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This was kind of, like, the level that they were going for or going to achieve. Yeah, it was their peak. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so his mother was a professional trick water skier and his dad was a radiologist, which is cool. Oh, yeah, totally. I didn't know the trick water, water skier. The water skier school, the radiologist. Yeah. yeah, when I saw that, I'm like, oh, okay. And then it was like, she was a trick water skier, and his dad is a radiologist. It's like, okay, so his mom <laughs> so his mom does nothing now because his dad makes a shitload of money. Yeah, it's like one of these is bankrolling the other. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, so once she found her husband, she quit being a trick water skier. Yes. Um, and then he's also been, like, a real big hit on cable TV shows. He's also been in uh, Ray Donovan and Bates Motel. Bates Motel, I think, is on Netflix, but it counts, whatever. Um, I think and Bates then obviously Motel Walking was Dead. originally... I, okay, so I think Ray Donovan was HBO, and Bates Motel and Walking Dead were AMC, I'm pretty sure. Um, sure. So they're, like... I have no idea. They're not, like... And, you know, they're, they're like, more... They're shows that are definitely higher I guess um higher brow I guess you could say yeah exactly they're more like higher brow acting shows versus you know a sitcom I guess it's it's kind of shocking to me that like he's the one who did the best out of all of these guys I don't know why but it surprises me I think he was by far and away the cutest though for sure um 
Maybe. I thought the other two were, like, kind of weird looking. Like, they were, like, kind of creepy looking. I get that that was, like, a 2001 look, but, like, I didn't really... Very. I was, like, very much not attracted to either one of them. I, I thought Griffin was, like... He's more, like, straight-laced, which is definitely my type. Okay, that's that's fair. And, like, now. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, even in for the sure movie, now. I'm like, he's so cute. Like, he's, like, definitely the guy I would go for in the group. You're rooting for him, for sure. A hundred percent, yes. This character's name is Griffin Grayson. I feel like it's a super millennial name, though, but, like, it's, like, totally. a very... Like, I like the name Grayson, but not as, like, it's it's almost kind of like That's a firsty-lasty. That's his last lasty. name, so... Yeah, like, it's, like, a firsty-lasty, yeah. but, like, not a good one, you know? It's, like, I don't know. The alliterative GR is an interesting choice. Yeah, I'm not sure if I, like, um, if I, like, first names and last names to start with the same letter. Like, I don't know if that's, like, I, I think it's a little, like... I'll take a stance on that. I don't. Yeah, I don't like it's it. a little cheesy. Like, I'm not gonna... It's a little M-A-C-K is cheesy. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you get me. Okay, so also in this movie is Ben Easter, who plays Jordan. Um, he w- His known for us are The Experiment in 2010, Pearl Harbor 2001, So Little Time 2002, and Morganville, the series from 2014. Um, contrary to popular belief in this movie, he does not actually sing the song Shades of Love. It's performed by the group Empty Trash. However, the performance did inspire him to learn to play the guitar. Um, what the fuck kind of name is Empty Trash? <laughs> <laughs> um, to uh, me, yeah. that's the best kind of trash. So, um, very true. With a fresh bag, <laughs> a fresh scented yeah. bag. True. Um, but yeah, so I did a little like Instagram stock of most of these people, and Ben Easter was definitely the most interesting on Instagram because it's like him and his partner and their adorable children. Oh my god, that's so, so cute. Yeah. yeah. It was cute. I was like, oh, you're gay. That's so nice. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, like, is so... Yeah, that's cute. That's really cute. Yeah. I, I Most of them were not that interesting, but I just thought that that was, like, a fun fact that I wanted to add in there. Yeah. No, that's really cute. I like that. Um. Okay. So, also in this movie, playing Scott, is uh, Billy Aaron Brown. And Scott is, like, the dumb one, I guess, is what I'm going to call Scott. I don't, I don't know where he comes from, but he's just stupid. Um, and his known fours are Jeepers Creepers 2 from 2003, wow, um, Eight Simple Rules from 2002 to 2004, First Night from 2007, and Boston Public from 2001. And while I was watching this, I thought that he looked so familiar, but I think I was just thinking of the guy from Degrassi. Yeah, um, uh, the guy who plays, what is it, Spinny? Spinner? I think it's Spinny. Spinner? I don't. I, I think spinner. it's Spinner. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, yeah, he kind of looks like him, but like a little thinned out. You know, like maybe like Spinner. Yeah. Like, like a thinner after, Spinner. Yeah, a thinner Spinner. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I I felt like he was familiar, but I also like I felt like he was familiar, but in a way that like I felt Jordan was familiar. Like, I feel like that look is super familiar to me. And like, I'm like, okay. Oh, it's an archetype for sure. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, maybe he feels familiar because I didn't watch eight simple rules, but I'm sure I saw like a million advertisements for it on ABC family. So yeah, I did watch eight simple rules. I actually liked it. And it was, it was a really sad show. Cause like the guy in it died, like the dad. Oh, really? And yeah, I think it was also, it was like Kaylee Cuoco before, Big Bang Theory. Interesting. Yeah, because I... It's like back when she was cool. 
I never, I never really watched Eight Simple Rules. I watched the other one that, um, oh crap, what's that? Um, Ten Things I Hate About You, I think, that had, wasn't Amanda Bynes in it? Whatever one no, Amanda Bynes was in. No, Ten Things I Hate About You was like Megan, uh, from Camp Rock. Okay, I think, I think it was whatever one that Amanda Bynes was in, where it's like her and her sister. I watched that one. Okay, that one was, I think, What a Girl Wants. Maybe. There was a, hmm, there was a show like that? I think so. Interesting. Yeah, that sounds right. But, like, I feel like it was, this, obviously, the Amanda Bynes one was, like, a little later on. But, like, of those kinds of shows, that was the one that I, like, hooked on. What am I thinking of? I need to look at, like, Amanda Bynes' IMDb. Yeah, I just pulled it up. (laughs) Okay, Um, well, great. What I like about you. That's it. You're right. You're right. You're right. I knew it was a sh- it was a song title. It's crazy that Amanda Bynes' last acting credit was Easy A. Oh, that's unfortunate. But also, um, like, that's a good place to stop. All right. So trivia. There's only one piece of trivia. <laughs> I love that. And it's that that this movie was um, Megan Fox's acting debut. Which definitely could have gone in the cast part, but didn't, I guess. <laughs> well, like, I didn't want to pull, like, a whole thing on, um, on, like, Megan Fox, since we already talked about her, and I was just like, okay, that's an easy, like, little blurb. Alright, so before we get into the plot, we have our routine shilling of ourselves. Um, so if there's anything you want to know about the show, go to tbtamp.com. You can find our Redbubble store there where you can buy all kinds of stuff to support our show. Charity starts at home. Um, while you're listening to this podcast, scroll to the bottom of your Apple Podcast app and select five stars. It's that easy. And if you love us, you can go the extra mile and leave us a review. I think we actually have a new review this week. Miranda, if you want to pull that up. That'd oh, be we fantastic. do? Yeah. Did you check? Uh, yeah, I did. Hold on. Is it someone that you know? <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, also, be sure to talk about our I podcast. I feel like you do know. Um, I have no clue what you're talking about. Um, be sure to talk about our podcast to literally anyone that will listen. So that's friends, parents, colleagues, classmates, people in the stall next to you in the bathroom, urinal, whatever you have to do, um, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, just spread the word of TBT so AMP like you would Jesus Christ. Also, uh, yeah, so our um, new our new review for the week is from <laughs> who? Uh, Macy Renee. This is my favorite review that I've ever seen, and it is I love Olivia so much. She is the absolutely best podcast host of all time. Oh my god. Hilarious. Oh my god. Macy Renee, um, thank you so much. I have no clue who you are, but <laughs> it's nice to know my adoring fans are writing it. <laughs> Did you write this? Uh, maybe. Okay, well, it'll remain a mystery. Um, I would just like to say, Macy Renee, you're the absolutely best liar of all time, so... Um, I think you're on drugs. Um, yeah, Macy, I love you. Wouldn't be the first time. Um, so, also, if you have anything to share or comment with us about It actually would. I don't want to say that. It actually would. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like... "Mm -hmm." 
okay, but you know, <laughs> take whatever stance you would like. <laughs> you can email us at tvtamp at gmail.com or slide into our DMs on Instagram at tvtamp. You can follow my personal Instagram and Twitter at Mac is cheesy. That's M A C K is cheesy and Miranda at Miranda John Zun, M A R A N D A J H N Z O N. Fantastic. So moving on to the spectacular plot of this. One of these days, I'm just going to, like, create a supercut of you saying fantastic after every time I say my Twitter handle. I don't feel like I do it that often, but... I feel like you do it every time. (laughs) Really? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll figure it out. (laughs) I digress. Um, Okay. In the middle of a chemistry lecture, I'm sure in a private school, um, Madison and Alex are dreaming of winter break in Hawaii when they are abruptly pulled from class by their dad's assistant and taken by limo to a private jet. Their dad, who will be piloting their flight, tells them that they will be spending winter break at the Atlantis Resort in the Bahamas with their parents rather than going on a school trip with their friends to Hawaii. After initially acting like, um, acting a bit like spoiled brats, the twins embrace their more than desirable circumstances. At the hotel, their parents grant them the bit of freedom they have been hoping for by giving them the keys to their own suite. Their family friends, the Graysons, including their son Griffin, who has a giant crush on Madison, also arrive at the hotel. Amazing. Um, So one of the things that the assistant says when she picks them up is, you finished your finals, right? And they're like, yeah, we totally did. And it's like, you guys are the biggest liars. Like, you were just sitting in a lecture. Like, they do not lecture after you finish your finals in high school. Like, like, we took our finals on the last day. Well, and, like, how close to the finals were they that they were still lecturing? Like, this isn't college. In high school, they were done with, like, lectures, like, a week before finals. Yeah, I mean, it depended on the class, but, yeah, for, like, the winter ones, I don't know. Also, yeah, I feel like winter, winter finals weren't that important. No. So no. maybe it's fine. Maybe I mean, it's fine, but I was just, In like, high school, nothing was that important, so no offense to people Yeah, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, keep that in mind, children. Also, um, like, can and then you also- how fucking rich these kids were? Like, so rich. They, this is, like, peak pre-recession entertainment. I mean, but, like... <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this movie is, like, probably the least relatable movie we may have ever, like, reviewed, Mm. including, like, Toy Story. Like, like, this is (laughs) so fucking ridiculous. Like, these two girls that are, like, picked up by an assistant and then taken by limo to, like, everywhere they travel is by limo. To a plane that their dad is flying. Yeah, their dad is flying. He's some kind of, like, wealth management person, it looks like. Um, But he, because he's doing, like, mergers and acquisitions, so it's sounds like he's like in capital management but he's flying a private jet and they hop on like it's like nothing i'm like are you fucking kidding me this is yeah I, did, I just didn't understand at all um also speaking of their dad their dad was also the dad in unfabulous if anyone remembers that oh well he's moving up in the world well i mean do you think unfabulous was a move up from this yeah from this student film 100% (laughs) I wasn't sure if that's what you meant or like like socioeconomically because socioeconomically is doing better in this oh yeah for sure absolutely (laughs) he raised a domestic abuser okay um so they say um 
they ask, where are we going? Hawaii? Are you going to send us there to hook up with our friends? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, that is explicitly why he is not sending you well, to like, why Hawaii. Why would your dad fly you? Madison. Fly you on a trip to Hawaii that was like a school trip when clearly all of your classmates were I don't think it was a school, school trip. I think it's just their rich friends. Oh, okay. Because I thought they were like, oh, it's or a school trip to Hawaii. Or I think they have friends that I'm live like, there. Okay, because I'm like, a school trip to Hawaii, literally everybody's still in class. So, like, are you guys getting there early? <laughs> like, why the fuck would that work? Clearly, yeah, it's that not never what's even happening. crossed my mind. I always thought that they just, like, went to Hawaii all the time. So they, like, had friends there. And I was like, that's weird. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> Our friends from the last vacation. Yeah. Um, I mean, people do that. I know. Like, something I definitely don't understand is how people, like, make friends on vacation. Like, the last thing that is some I, rich people shit well like Absolutely. i've never like i don't understand how that's even possible because it's like why would i go into and like i know people who've like met their like boyfriends and girlfriends on vacations and shit and it's just like why would you even consider that like why 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 would that even be something i wouldn't even want to make a friend because it's like i'm literally never gonna see you again so like what's the yeah. point like th- what like that's like True. getting into a long hey. distance relationship for absolutely no reason yeah, well, apparently they go to Hawaii a lot, so... Exactly. So, you know, um, timeshares. <laughs> there's also a quality p- uh, piece of product placement here that's not uh, the Resort Atlantis. Um, they The Olsen twins eat uh, a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts before going on a beach vacation, which they totally would do, you know? That's, that's what every teenage girl is doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> And uh, the yeah. the foreshadowing, the the ironic foreshadowing of these of Mary Kate and Ashley's lives is not lost on me when they're handed a box of fucking Krispy Kreme donuts. You kidding me? Like, what do you mean? These girls later went on to battle anorexia. Like, this is not. Oh, yeah. There is, and notice their fingers never actually touch those fucking Krispy Kreme donuts. Never. But did it make me want a Krispy Kreme donut? Hell yeah, it did. I thought so, they looked gross. Like, I thought, I don't know, Krispy Kreme, like, the I glaze see on that them well, grosses so. me out. They're just not my thing. Oh, I love a Krispy Kreme donut. They're so good. If okay. they're super, super hot, maybe. Like, fresh out of the oven, but that's it. Uh, yes, that's the only way. Yeah. Um... So, moving on. <laughs> the twins head out to the beach. They went rent... Oh my god, why can't I talk... They rent wave runners, and then they run into a hot parasailer named Scott, who's passing out party flyers. Wow. Just, like, absolutely things that never happen on vacation. Um, So, later that evening, the twins and Griffin head to the party, where Alex meets a hot guy named Jordan, who works at the resort. Why he's at this resort party, I do not know, but he is. And then... We see the movie's rich mean girl Megan Fox, who we're introduced to a little bit earlier when they're like checking into the hotel. So she's Megan Fox is back. I don't know what her actual name was, but we refer to her as Megan oh, Fox. Oh, Brianna. Um, I, I changed her name back thank later. You. But I was just like, oh, oh God, it's Megan Brianna Fox. Wallace. Yes. They say it a million times. Um, and so yeah, she shows oh, up Wallace to the Wallace department store? Yeah, I was like, do you mean like Walmart? Like, yeah, I was like, Wallace mean? department store sounds like very low rent, but okay. Yeah, it, it it doesn't sound good. It sounds like um, Mervyn's or something. <laughs> anyway, R.I.P. Mervyn's. Um, so, 
so she spots Jordan and then she introduces herself to Jordan and then she tells Alex that she wants Jordan because she gets what she wants. Um, and then the girls arrive back to their room at 12.15am. Wow, how bad. Um, they had an 11pm curfew so they're just really, really rebellious. And they get a half-assed talking to from their parents and Madison lets them know that she has a day date scheduled the following day with the flyer boy, Scott. Um, because this father definitely would be very comfortable with his daughter agreeing to random day dates with random men who come up to her on the beach. Just saying. Um, also, I love that they make Brianna seem like she's, like, way wealthier than anybody else there. And yet, like, these girls flew in they on a private jet. They flew there on a private jet. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, how much how wealthier much can she you be? get than flying into the Bahamas on a private jet? Like, really? I... She owns the Bahamas. Apparently. Um, also, this was when I started <laughs> noticing that this movie was shot like the world's longest music video. Um, it had, like, there were so many of these, like, weird, like, like, flip to black and white shooting. And then it would, like, do these, like, crazy zooms, like, in and out, like, really fast. Like, it was like an MTV music video or, like, an MTV spring break video. Like, it was very oh my God, totally. 90s real world videoing like videography and also like every shot is like from a weird angle and like tilted slightly like like they didn't have a tripod (laughs) yes exactly and like it was like shaky like part of it when they were doing I can't remember when it was maybe like when they were doing the wave runners or like the dancing or something it was like it was like the camera was on like a pinwheel and it was just like spinning I'm like oh my god I'm about to vomit (laughs) all over the place like this is it's like so it, it yeah it was yeah, very like MTV at one point um one of Mary Kate or Ashley says I mean we're turning 18 in three years <laughs> that's <laughs> like they were like oh we're almost 18 just kidding it's three years away like definitely not a good idea at Scott um to go up to 15 year olds and say hey girls do you party like no they don't they're 15 yeah well and like I feel like I don't know if this is from, like, living in L.A. or what, but, like, I feel like when people say, do you party, it means, like, do you do coke? So, like, yeah. kind of, like, a we- when there was a lot of that, um, like, the hookup, like, hookup in Hawaii kind of thing. I'm just, like, I feel like these phrases, like, should not have been used in this movie. Like, even in 2001, yeah, I feel kid, like, do you notice, party but... is, like, not a good thing to say to 15-year-olds, you know? Yeah, no, it's not. It truly, truly is not. And then also another, like, funny detail here is that, like, no one invited Griffin to the party, and, like, he just goes along anyway, and it's like, oh, you well, didn't it's get like an invite, but I guess like you're coming. It's like a resort function, you know? Like, this is, like, it's, like, on a cruise ship, you know? I feel like it's not, like, an invite-only kind of thing, and they're, like, on the... No, it's like, at, do you have a key card? You can come in. Yeah, it's, like, a resort thing. So, like, why are they even passing out flyers? I feel like it's, like, a part of your, like, brochure that you get when you come in. And it's like, oh, every Thursday we have a teen party. Like it's your okay. itinerary. Yeah, exactly. It's like a cruise ship. Um, also, I need to say, like in the notes, excuse me, I need to say, like in the notes, I called Griffin Steven at this point, completely on accident. Like I just thought his name was Steven, and I realized that this is because I think he looks exactly like Stephen Coletti. Is that from the hills? It's from Laguna Beach. Okay, I didn't watch. Anyway, look him up, and they look exactly the same. Oh my god, they totally do. That's so creepy. Yeah, he definitely looks just like Stephen Coletti. I agree. So yeah, if you want to picture Griffin, just picture, like, a nerdier Stephen Coletti. Yeah, 
Exactly. Um, There's Agnes, also another character oh. that, like, we don't really talk about very much, and that's um, Griffin's little sister. I already forgot her name. But she's this, like, precocious, like, little 12-year-old or something. Actually, I think she was younger than 12, because 12 doesn't seem that young compared to, like, 15. But... She was, like, such a know-it-all and so smart, and I was trying to decide if, like, I loved her or hated her, and I think this is just, like, either my favorite or my least favorite movie trope of all time. It's, like, this precocious 12-year-old girl. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't love her, but I don't know why exactly. Like, she just kind of, like, got on my nerves, and, like, they kept, like, flashing to scenes of her. Well, it was, it kind of cracked me up how they were always, the parents were always worried about, like, where are the teenagers? Where are the teenagers? Yet this, like, 10-year-old is wandering around the resort by herself. <laughs> That's like, so true. what? <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I feel like the teenagers would, like, get in more trouble, and clearly they did, than the 10-year-old. So I think they were, like, yeah, right for in sure. having that concern. But it was just, like, they kept, like, they're always worried about these, like, teenagers. I'm like, okay, what about the kid that's about to get, like, kidnapped? Like, what about what the, the child? Yeah, what about the actual child in this situation? Uh, after some family time the next day, Alex and Alex finds Jordan and hangs out with him while he feeds the rays, like the mana ray kind of things. I think called like tiger ray, I don't know, some kind of rays. Um, Brianna decides to intervene, having a staff member bring Jordan to her in order to apply sunscreen. Alex gets her back by calling in a phony puke cleanup so that she and Jordan can spend more time together. Scott and Madison go horseback riding um, for their date. Later, Madison asks Griffin if she would assist... um, Oh, if... Oh, okay, hold on. Later, Madison asks Griffin if he would assist her in making the first move on Scott. Griffin approaches Scott and decides to help him with conversation topics when he spends time with Madison because he's very incapable, apparently. Um, yeah, um, something I noticed, just in case anybody was wondering, uh, the only, like, area of expertise I actually have, um, was the horseback riding scene. Scott was, like, a disaster. Like, she's like, oh, you're pretty good, and I'm like, oh my god, he is about to be, like, murdered by this horse. Like, it was just, like... One is, and he's like, oh, yeah, I've ridden horse. No, you have not. This guy has literally never ridden a horse before in his life. Um, she's actually, like, Scott a really good rider. Scott is genuinely the worst. She, what? He's just genuinely the worst at, like, oh, yeah. everything. But, like, it was just funny because, like, I once she said it, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Let me see. It, like, let me see. It, like, it brought attention to it. And I'm like, nope, 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 nope. It was, it was. Not good. He was kind of a disaster. But she, like, actually rides and shows horses in real life. Um, and she's a really good writer, so. Hmm, okay, great. <laughs> um, there's a weird scene where the dad is rapping that I just didn't think needed to be in there. Um, but there it was, you know, they're like, oh, adults who are watching this, like, you can be cool too, but like, you can only be cool if you go to Atlantis, so. Well, and I thought it was really funny that they were like selling this resort to adults also but like everything the adults did that was fun was like 
kids stuff so like they didn't have anything really like I feel like if they're trying to sell it to adults like the standard is like oh you know like massages or like something that's like more adult centric I thought you were gonna say misogyny I'm sorry okay oh no like massages (laughs) or like a spa or like um some kind of like adult only pool kind of thing you know like something that would appeal to adults to like want that you know to give them some kind of relaxation but they were like oh no we're just you know there's no age limit on our banana you know our banana jet ski tubing thing like everything that the parents did was like oh it's just like the kids stuff but adults can do it too and it's like well that's not like really so like if I'm just an adult and I don't have kids I would feel so weird going to this resort and when like if they would have done like spa kind of stuff it would have been a lot more attractive TBH though I'd kind of be into going to Atlantis like oh no I, I kind of want to go it's been like a dream for forever like <laughs> should we I, go it was advertised on Nickelodeon for like years and years and years so they spent so much money advertising this place should we actually go do you want to go it's super expensive um it's not that expensive I looked it up <laughs> I I was always told that it was really expensive but like there's a place across the street that like it's like just as nice and half the price and like you can still use all of their resort amenities at Atlanta so I'm like wait what I'll look it up I'll look it um, up but yeah so I mean like it looks cool but it doesn't like really appeal to me I feel like there would be a lot of children and like that's not my vibe for vacation as a 20 yeah I'm not into that yeah I also don't understand like this has all happened over the course of like 24 hours like one day yeah, that was the only thing that I felt, I think, like, was kind of good about, about like, taking notes for this, was I was like, oh, okay, we're still in the same day. Perfect. Still in the same day, but they've worn, like, five different bikinis, so... Yeah, exactly. They, like, um, are very high energy on their vacations. Absolutely. And also, like, high budget, high uh, luggage amount. They had a private jet. They could bring all the luggage they wanted. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah and also the entire like course of this movie happens over the like five days yeah they're literally there for five days and like the dad says something about that to his friend at the beginning so you know five days what yeah to like fall in love with someone i don't know i just don't buy it yeah it's it's not it's not good and then um there's a scene where i wanted to call him steven again what's his actual name griffin um griffin and scott are like talking about madison and like how he like how griffin can like make madison like scott more is that what i'm saying um yeah and they're like running on the beach because scott's like working out he's like swimming in the pool and then he like goes for a run and then Griffin just, like, runs next to him, and Griffin's, like, fully yeah. wearing, like, capri like, pants and, like, a t-shirt. Like, it was just so funny to me. Well, this guy's, like, the offering image. you assistance, and you're just, like, hold on, gotta go. <laughs> like, yeah. I have to go uh, keep jogging. I gotta keep my cardio up, so, like, <laughs> keep talking. <laughs> like, Absolutely. I'm sorry, Scott, you are not that important. Yeah, well... That's fine. He doesn't need to be that important. Okay. Um, another thing that... Um, a, a part of this conversation between Scott and Griffin that I thought was really funny was um, when Griffin was like, she's so smart. She, like, loves to read books. And then uh, Scott's like, oh, which books? And Griffin's like, oh, like, Judy Bloom. <laughs> yeah, I was like, aren't those children's me? books? 
yeah, they literally are. Like, that's how you know that Griffin must be really a vacation friend. Like, he hasn't seen her in two years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and, like, he knows that she likes astronomy. Like, it's, like, so weird. Like, things (laughs) that, like, a normal 15-year-old girl are, like, probably not into. And, like, also... There's no 15-year-old girl who knows anything about astronomy. And, like, if that's, like, the directed conversation, like, if somebody, like, comes up to me and they're like, oh, do you like astronomy? I'd be like... Okay, that's weird. Like, it'd be like if somebody came (laughs) up to me and, like, said, like, oh, do you, you know, like, do you like ancient Egyptian culture and artifacts and shit? And I'd be like, okay, there's no way. Like, that's, like, a weird thing about me. But, like, that's, like, a weird, like, I watch, like, ancient Egypt documentaries, like, a lot. But, like, it's, like, a weird, and I took, like, an Egyptology (laughs) class in in college. So, it's, like, something that I'm very interested in, but, like, not very many people, like, know that so it's like if somebody approached me out of nowhere and was like oh let's talk about egyptology i'd be like who the fuck have you been talking to like there's no way yeah, you'd, you'd be like why that. do you have access to my google search history yeah exactly i'd be like okay this is really weird there's no way like this is not a normal thing that people like no. would. this is not a starter conversation same way yeah. with astronomy so, like, not a starter along the same lines literally the question that scott asked her on that date is so when are we gonna talk about books? <laughs> Just like that too. Yeah, and like, I'm like mm, what is wrong with you? Like, like this who is a like, book you? club. Yeah, exactly. Like, and it kind of goes to show, like Griffin, like I, and it gets there's yeah there's a point later where he's like do super. Do creepy. you think? Do you think that Griffin is like trying to sabotage him, or do you think Griffin's actually genuinely trying to help? No, I think he's genuinely trying to help, and he's just like I um, do too. He's just like a nerdy teenager who doesn't know. He's just how bad to. at it. Yeah, but like, and I yeah. think that's kind of like it's like okay, this dumb, this dumb dumb, and then a guy who like knows a lot but like doesn't have the social skills. So it's just, it's just, it, but also like. It's kind of creepy that Griffin knows all this information about her. And, like, they kind Mm -hmm. of start to allude to that later, but, like, they don't ever... She, like, thinks it's super flattering. And I'm like, no, no, Hold on, really quickly. I have some some news out of the Emmys that I'm just, like, shook by. Yes. Alex Borstein, who is Sneaky Little Brown Noser with a Hidden Agenda, won an Emmy. Wait. The guy who played, um... No. Miss Ungermeyer. Oh, my God. What What's she in? <laughs> She's in something right now. What's Marvelous she... Mrs. Maisel. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Good for her. So, I just, I just needed to bring that to your attention. <laughs> Good for her. Congratulations. Scott would have had better um, success in his conversation starters if he started talking about smoothies rather than books. They talked about smoothies so much. Yeah, very into the smoothie thing, and I'm just like... They loved smoothies. Well, I guess, like, if it's, like, a special treat that, like, I guess if you can't drink, it's like, oh, yeah, we have smoothies. Oh, like, totally, anytime, totally. Those were just, like, yeah. Anytime they would, like, normally get it, it was, like, at the parties and stuff like that. They're like, oh, my God, I have to get a smoothie. It'd be like, oh, instead of getting a drink, I guess, but... Yeah, okay, it all makes sense now. But yeah, like kind of a heavy thing to be drinking at a party, I feel like. Not probably my go-to beverage for a party. You can make a light smoothie, but I definitely would have preferred a slushy. Yeah. Or like something. That I would yeah. love. Or just like That's my dream. Uh, yeah. I need slushies to become more mainstream. 
Oh my god, yeah. 7-Eleven needs to like really expand in the Midwest. Oh my god, wow. Um, okay, so Alex continues to hang out with Jordan by helping him feed the marine animals at his work after she watches him chop up and blend dead fish, which was so unnecessary. Yeah, I didn't um, think in 2018 this scene would like go over very well. Like this would have got left been nah, left on the Nah, would have been floor. pissed. Oh yeah, like it was just like very unnecessary to see him like taking a cleaver to like fish and stuff. I'm like it yeah, was just nope. definitely not the scene that I needed. <laughs> no, no, wasn't good. Um, and then after lunch, which I mean, I feel like you wouldn't want any lunch after watching that, but anyway, after lunch, the twins headed to town with their mom to shop and fulfill the film's obligations to the tourism board of the Bahamas. Um, while they're drinking smoothies, the girls notice Jordan shadily dropping a package off to an older man with long white hair, who definitely becomes important later on. Yeah, later, and his the name twins was- Champlain, which like is not a Weird. name, but okay, not a name. Nope, it's like a city in Iowa. <laughs> I don't um, know. There's a Champagne, Illinois, but um, like Champagne, Urbana. Yeah, but I mean, like I feel but like I they were like oh, of Champlain. Yeah, there's not a Champlain. Uh, there, yeah, no, I think you're thinking of Champagne, Urbana, honestly, because that's where like U of I is. But um, I feel like Champlain sounds like a bad French name. And, like, the way that Jordan says the name Champlain, like, makes it even worse. He's like, oh, yeah, that's my work colleague, Champlain. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, why would you give him such a stupid name? Like, why not just give him, like, a normal name? I digress. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> For once. Um, okay. So, do-do-do. Later, the twins, Jordan and Griffin, go on a late night swim in the pool, but they're thwarted by Brianna when she complains about excessive noise because Brianna has nothing better to do. Um, yeah, she's the group very is taken, Absolutely. The group is taken to resort jail, and thankfully, Brianna doesn't want to press charges, so they're taken back to their room by their parents. Weird. There is so much I needed to say about this fucking scene. This was when, like, I went from being bored to, like, heated with this movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, on my emotional roller coaster that was this fucking movie. Um, so, yeah, that if there's, like, a a noise problem at a hotel, they cannot, another, a guest cannot press charges against other guests. Like, that's not a thing. Like, that's not something you can do. They're like, oh, it's okay, guys, you all can leave because, um, because Brianna's not gonna press charges. Like, she doesn't own the fucking hotel. She doesn't, uh, sorry, I just burped. <laughs> Way to like stop my roll, burp. Um, but like, she can't just like press charges on people. That's not how it fucking works. Like, I don't care if it's in the U.S. or in the Bahamas. She can't do that. Like, you can't just like press charges on people without like like criminal. You said that like three times. <laughs> I know, but like, you just can't like you can't like say somebody like you can't just press criminal charges on people. That doesn't make any sense. Also, that makes four. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just need to, like, really reiterate that. And it's, like, a communal pool. Like, it's, there's no, like, if there's no sign that says, like, it's past hours, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Um, and yeah, also, I mean, if they if they did break the hotel's hours for the pool, that's on the hotel to press charges for. That's not well, on And, like, her- it's not even something you would, it's not a criminal act. Like, you're just breaking the hotel rules. Like, it's, you yeah. know, you're not dumping oil into they the ocean. You don't have to go to hotel jail. Yeah, exactly. They would never take kids to hotel jail to, uh, to like, await 
charges being you know it's like some security guard like mall jail you can't that's, that's just it's so also, weird it is so strange they would just tell also to get the fuck out of the pool yeah and also like that's not a good advertisement for your hotel it's like oh if your kids do one bad thing we're literally sending them to jail yeah to some weird yeah exactly <laughs> i'm just like why would they just tell them to get out of the pool like it's past hours yeah get out but i will say the staff must have hated brianna because the second that she leaves they release these kids <laughs> like they just oh, hate yeah, her for so sure. much well and and what is what is the like beh- what is the resort like because also when i was thinking about it i'm like these people are paying guests like it's not like like if i was at a hotel and i was at the pool after hours and they like put me not put me in handcuffs but like that like they like falsely imprison you in their little jail like they can't that i would be furious if somebody did that to me like because i was yeah in the they should late. press charges to the yeah, hotel like or i would get like i would corporate would be hearing about that <laughs> my father the inventor of toaster strudel will not be very happy when he hears about this i mean it would just be like i would be enraged if somebody like was like oh you have to go to this jail until we like decide what to do with you I'd be like i i paid for a room here <laughs> like i am yeah. entitled to everything in the exact same way that she is yeah, absolutely um yeah so there's another scene in here that's very much like music video style and it's like them with their mom on mopeds and the cadet kelly song which is one girl revolution which is a song that you must know like if you're listening it plays to this, twice sure in this movie it does i noticed that i definitely noticed that and, and i wrote like the full song there it wasn't are even two like, girl oh, revolution yeah it wasn't even like a flashback to like this other one it's just a completely different scene they just use the same song like i'm like what this is so stupid yeah. and um I also, during this scene, there's, like, a a little shopping montage where they try out, you know, the various vendors that you can find in Nassau, and um, they try on these Bob Marley hats, which is very weird because they're pretty far away from Jamaica. Like, they're not in Jamaica. I don't understand. It was yeah, weird. No. Yeah, that that was, like, a bit racist, I feel like. But. Yeah, it, was, it, it wasn't great. But also, they definitely sell those, I'm sure, at the street vendors in the Bahamas, because they're like, oh, here we Probably go. Probably, because Americans are dumb. So. Exactly. So, there's a scene where Scott needs to, like, talk to Madison. Is that the one he likes? I don't even remember. Yes. Um, Madison, and he enlists the help of griffin and griffin like holds up these signs it's i wrote down stephen coletti going full love actually um because he has these love actually style signs that are supposed to like give um give scott like prompts on things to say and he one of the things that like he gives scott to talk about is like emily dickinson like he gives an emily dickinson quote and i'm like yes sure that's exactly what every teenage girl wants to talk about on their beach vacation like emily dickinson how uplifting and fun yeah it was it was very strange like that yeah it was it was it was not great i was and then he's like interrupted by a weird like band band thing yeah a weird like native band situation i don't know it was (laughs) a lot of drums native band (laughs) (laughs) that's what it was i don't know (laughs) yeah it it was um it was an interesting 
and it yeah. drops. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I wasn't following someone well through Olivia. Mm-hmm. Someone decided that that was gonna happen in this movie. Like an adult actively decided that that would happen. Um, nothing. Nothing surprises me. No, nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. The next morning, the twins don't. Uh, the twins' parents don't wake them up at their normal time. Along with Griffin, they find all of their parents um, tubing on a banana, ditching them to have fun on their own. The kids group. Hold went, on. If you're tubing on a banana, is it called bananaing? I mean, but it's still a tube. It's just a banana-shaped tube. No, it wasn't a tube. It was two bananas. Yeah, but it was like a banana. It wasn't like a real banana. It was like a banana-shaped inner tube, you know? Okay, okay. Um, So the kids group rent Wave Runners again, getting a great deal from Jordan's co-worker, Champlain. Um, Alex asks Jordan why he was in town the previous day, and he explains that he was delivering a package for Champlain. Uh, the group then swims with dolphins, a great, you know, excursion offered by Atlantis Resort. Um, at a party Insane. that evening, <laughs> Alex Dean... Just, like, it's it's crazy that, like, swimming with dolphins is, like, a thing that we do. Like, I've done it. That's crazy. I mean, we, like, keep dogs as pets, so... No, but we've domesticated dogs. I feel like we have not domesticated dolphins. Mm. And we should not. Yeah. Anyway, I, I digress. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, interesting point. Um, At a party that evening, Alex dances with Jordan and Madison again dances with Scott instead of Griffin. Jordan sings a song dedicated to Alex while a montage of their time together plays. The two walk off together and kiss. Very strange. I need to say their time together has been a solid 48 hours. Exactly. So... Um, also, like, why why is it any of Alex and Madison's business what Jordan was doing in town? He, like, lives there. So, like, is he supposed to be at the resort 24-7? Like, he lives on the island, so it would make normal sense for him to be in town. No, but, like, what he's doing is sketchy. Like, I don't feel like delivering a package to someone is, is shady. <laughs> Like, I don't feel like... Maybe that's just because I just watched the episode of Riverdale where, like, Archie and Jughead have to take the package to of Jingle Jangle for Penny Peabody. Yeah, I but, like, I don't know. I just don't feel like that's sketchy. I, it, like, I just thought it was... It's a little sketchy. I, and clearly it ends up actually being yeah, sketchy. Yeah, it does. But, like, I would never just... If I'm sitting in a restaurant, I wouldn't be like, oh, there's my friend delivering a package. Like, you don't know him, you know? Like, that's the whole thing. Is like, it's not... To me, it wouldn't be sketchy because I don't freaking know this guy. Like, he has literally been in my life for 48 hours. So, like, everything he does is sketchy at this point, you know? Like, you can't... I don't know. It's very strange. Yeah, but Olivia, he dedicated a song to you last night at a party, so... Sung by the great band, Empty Trash. Let yeah, us not forget. which just, like, my heart. Um, okay. So, Madison and Scott go on another date. This time, with Scott wearing an earpiece so that Griffin can continue to give him directions. And it is the most conspicuous earpiece ever. Oh, yeah. He you can had, see it like, so clearly. It was It was bad. It was really bad. Yeah, so um, the day goes terribly, as it would, and Scott confesses to Madison that Griffin has been coaching him. Griffin and Madison go for a walk and end up kissing. Aw, it's not cute. 
Um, that evening, the twins, Jordan and Griffin, take a sunset boat cruise, wow, making a pit stop for a yacht for Jordan to pick up some fishing equipment. There's nothing normal about that. You're not making a pit stop at a yacht. Yeah, it's very, yeah. It, he's like, oh, this is where I need to take a, take a breather, like, to pick up something. That was weird. That was so, and then there was no one on the yacht. Which was weird. And it's fully unlocked, which is also weird. Yeah. Like, that was very strange. Yeah. I don't... I don't know. But we are now a full hour into this movie, and it has been nothing more than an ad for Atlanta, so that's promising. But also an ad for Krispy Kreme and jet skis. But, like, I feel like the jet skis and the Krispy Kremes are, like... And I feel like the jet skis are another excursion that you can do at Atlantis. Like, it's not, like, there's sea dew plastered all over the side. It's just, like... Here, this is True. an event, and this is something in, you know, an excursion we can do at Atlantis. Krispy Kreme got five seconds. Atlantis has the entire movie. <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, when they get back to... Oh, did I read the other one? Yeah. Or... Okay, sorry. <laughs> Literally already forgot. <laughs> uh, when they get back to the dock, they are all arrested for smuggling antiques. The next morning, uh, their parents bail them out of jail, real jail this time, but Jordan is still retained. The twins try to explain to their parents, but the yacht and the jet ski shack are no longer on the beach um, because they're trying to explain like where they that the sky Champlain runs this jet ski shack, and then also they went to this yacht, and neither of which are still there um, the next day. So the twins and Griffin escape their parents in order to solve the mystery and bail out Jordan from jail. <laughs> Um, they find Jordan's co-worker in a shopping, like, it was, like, a flea market area, but they lose him after chasing him, um, which, like, not recommended. If you're, like, trying to find a criminal, maybe don't, like, I don't know, like, if you're a kid, don't chase criminals, um, because they could be dangerous. Uh, That's good advice. Yeah. They find the yacht in the marina, but the name and the flag has been changed. They return to the police station with this- Sneaky. What? It's so sneaky. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, exactly. Um, but they return to the police station with this new information, but they are told that there is nothing the police can do because you can't just, like, you know, search warrants and such things are needed and, you know, they have no real evidence. Um, but, yeah, so we get more of the weird flashing back and forth to white and black scenes um, during the chase scene with Champlain. But, like... It keeps shooting to these, like, weird, creepy shots of, like, <laughs> these, like, native children, and they're, like, doing these, like, weird... It was, like... Honestly, it felt like um, those, like, donation... Um, you know, like, donation... Oh, my God. Sh infomercials where they are, like, here's a sad yeah, child. Sad. Yeah, but not, like, ASPCA. It's, like, for children, you know? Like, uh, like okay, children great. in, like, third world countries. And... It was very weird. Which I don't think... I don't think the Bahamas is a third world country. No, but, like, that's what it so, kept looking like. Weird, it, weird choice. Yeah, but yeah. It, like, it, like, was like, here's a black and white shot of this, like, sad little kid who, you know, sitting on the street. I'm like, what the hell does this have to do with anything in this movie? It was so weird. It was straight out of it's a, a weird commercial B that they, like, took these shots. I'm like, again, not a great look for the Bahamas. Like, there's just kids very sitting on the street. Very music video-esque. Yeah. Um, 
we also get some really nice black and white shots of like Jordan doing these like mopey model poses in his jail cell that were like very much unnecessary. <laughs> mopey model is how I'm trying to look every day. <laughs> I just go for any kind of model, but <laughs> yeah. except for plus size. Like I'm going for anything but plus size. No, I I would go for plus size. That would I think that'd be a win for me. I mean, I would I would just like to like not be plus size for once in my life. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so the twins and Griffin's next move, move that they decide to do is steal the yacht, because apparently they know how to drive a yacht. Um, and this is an attempt to give the police a reason to board the ship to search for additional stolen antiquities. Um, and the girls find more hidden antiquities on the yacht just in time as the police slash Coast Guard enter the boat. <laughs> Jordan is released and everything is peacefully resolved because that's all it takes. I mean, they're the ones on the boat with the antiques, but like all it takes is them being on someone else's boat for them to like I don't understand. search it. Yeah. Also, um, I have definitely seen enough below deck to know that it's definitely not that easy to captain a yacht of that like that's that big. Like that yacht is huge, and it's like a multi-million dollar yacht, and these like three teenagers just steal it. Um, so I'm definitely calling bullshit on Griffin's abilities to, like, captain this yacht. There's just no way in hell that he could, like, get it out of the dock Absolutely. and, like, know how to drive it. There's no way. Griffin couldn't even captain Scott. There's no way he could captain a yacht. Oh. Killed it. Hey. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. I just, I don't understand. Like, the smuggler guy isn't on the yacht. They're the ones on the yacht. So why is it that the smuggler guy is getting in trouble and not them? Like they had the antiques on the yacht i don't get it but it probably because they don't it's whoever like owns the yacht or is like associated with it like i get that um because they're not like also they're minors i forgot about that what they're minors oh yeah exactly like they can't yeah. like but like also they can't just go and steal like a boat i don't know it's crazy there's too much Maybe much like Mary Kate, they asked for diplomatic immunity. Is that what it's called? I don't know. They'd have to be related to somebody who's a diplomat, though. Oh, they asked for immunity, regular immunity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great, <laughs> thank you. But they are related to a diplomat. They're related to the ambassador to France. Um, so this is such a classic Olsen movie because it's like aspirational enough, but also they solve a mild crime. Yeah, like. Yeah, it's, it's, it was like, what can, what kind of plot can we come up with in 30 seconds? Yeah, I think it probably took them maybe a lunch. Yeah, 100%. This was... Maybe. It was bad. It was very, very bad. Um, and then also there's this weird, like, behind the scenes section at the end where they talk about, like, how much control the Olsen twins had over the movie, which is completely believable. Like, I 100% believe that, like, they did all the casting and, like, they okayed the script and, like, all of that stuff and, like, the outfits and stuff because it was all so bad. I'm like, oh, yeah, 15-year-olds did make this movie. But also they make everyone look terrible, like, besides themselves. Yeah. So, like, why would anybody, like, agree to do that thing? Like, I, I don't Yeah, there was, like, the mom who was talking on the phone and she's like, so I never want to do another movie, like, because they outshined me and I'm like yeah you signed on for a Mary Kate and Ashley movie like what were you expecting well then the dad's but like gambling and like it was weird <laughs> no. it was so weird yeah it was it was very odd um okay so what 
Who's your character to keep an eye on? Um, probably Griffin, I think. Yeah, I'm gonna say... Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) There's very few options. Yeah. Um, I liked the dad. I thought it was cool that he was, like, a pilot and, you know, worked a job. That was cool. You would. You would pick the dad. Um, (laughs) I do. I do what I can. Um, what's your rating? Um, I have mine already done. What's yours? (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know. Look, I I enjoy it. What did I give Heavyweights? Can you check for me? 1.5. What did I give... What was the last movie that we talked about? Oh, Sierra Burgess. Sierra Burgess. Okay, um, I'm going to give this a 2.5. Are you fucking kidding I don't kidding think it's... <laughs> like, it's, it's at the point where it's, like, so bad that it's good to me. I just... I thought it was so funny. I, I think you... Have <laughs> lost your mind. I've had one too many smoothies, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, so I gave it a point five, um, because it was just <laughs> so fucking bad. Like it was so bad, it was just bad. Um, so that gives it an oh average of one point five. Um I think Amazing. actually that's accurate. I'm fine with that. Getting there was worse. Um I think getting there Good, was, it was. It was worse. Yeah, I think it was still our bottom. Um, getting there is still our bottom with 1.25. You gave it a 2 instead of a 2.5. So. I just think that there were definitely some, like, some redeeming parts of this movie. No. And one was how much it made me laugh. Um, there, no, no, that did not happen. That's, that's a lie. I would not recommend this movie to my worst enemy. Um, it was terrible. Well, I do. Go watch it. It's good. Mm -mm. I disagree. Okay, anything else? What else? What do we have here? Next week we're doing Monsters, Inc. Yes, yes. Finally, we get to do a good movie. I'm excited. It's going to be cute. I haven't watched Monsters, Inc. in a while, but I read, I rode the Monsters, Inc. ride at California Adventure. Same like, thing. a month back. It's so, the same thing. Yeah, same thing. It is. Have you been on that ride? It is the same thing. No, I've never been to California Adventure, just Disneyland. Yeah, no, the Monsters, Inc. ride is literally Monsters, Inc. the movie, but a ride. Is it, like, one of the ones where you, like, go through the different, like, parts of the movie, basically? Yeah, it's, like, a storybook, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I know. I I get it. So my memory has been refreshed. Oh, that's good. You know, good, Randall. Good, good. Being a Randall. Where's Lala? You know what I mean? Oh, God. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, Okay, okay. Ready for, it'll be good next week. See you then. Um, yeah, so before we dip out, um, make sure to visit tbtamp.com for everything you need to know about the show. You can also visit our Redbubble store, um, buy stuff, support our show, Charity Starts at Home. Um, also, if you're listening, scroll to the bottom, give us five stars, leave a review, uh, talk about the show to everyone, 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 tell everybody you know, advertise us because we need your help. Um, also, if there's anything you want to share or comment with us about the show, email us at tbtamp er, at gmail.com. Um, or you can find us on Instagram at tbtamp. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Mac is cheesy, M-A-C-K is cheesy. And you can find me at Miranda Johnson, M-A-R-A-N-D-A-J-O-H-N-Z-O-N. See you on Tuesday. Bye.